This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'll be talking about hip impingement and capsular laxity. And I'm gonna continue the fun world of thyroid disease. And after that, we'll pop open a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready for this one. Okay, Bree, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I have been town, Tina. I met her a few episodes back on the podcast, so she came down and then um, we are just relaxing tonight, going to a new restaurant. So I'm gonna talk about it, but I don't, I'll be able to give you my thumbs up or down next week. Okay, excellent. Uh, Christina's back. Cool. Uh, so she's not making an appearance on the podcast, though. Not tonight. Not tonight. She's okay. unpacking. She just got here. Okay, cool. All right, Bree. Uh, so who goes first today? You or me? Um, I can go first. I do okay. not mind. Go for it. So last week we like touched the surface of Gray's disease in um, your weekly dose of BS. Um, so let's talk about one of the disease processes with hyperthyroidism. Um, so with Gray's disease um, is an autoimmune system I'm sorry, it is Graves' disease is an immune system disorder that results in an overproduction of the thyroid hormones called hyperthyroidism. Although a number of disorders may result in hyperthyroidism, Graves' disease is common. Um, So the thyroid hormone affects many body systems. So it could be like it's not just like one thing that it messes with, like your thyroid gland can mess with like your body temperature. It messes with like your emotional health as well. It can mess with your, like um, your skin, your nails, your hair. It is not just one thing that it can affect that can cause an issue to happen. And it's more common in women and in younger people um, under the age of 40. So the primary treatment goal of um, Graves' disease is to reduce the amount of thyroid hormone that is produced, and that way it helps lessen the symptoms. So what are common symptoms? Like, how would you know you might have it or not? So with Graves' disease, it includes anxiety and irritability, a fine motor tremor of the hands or fingers, heat sensitivity, or increased perspiration of warmth or the moist skin, weight loss, despite normal eating habits, enlargement of the thyroid gland or goiter, change in your menstrual cycle, um, for men, erectile dysfunction or reduced libido, uh, frequent bowel movements, bulging eyes, fatigue, thick red skin, um, like your skin is not like um, soft or like with the buoyancy, Um, and then rapid or irregular heartbeat, which is also called palpitations, or sleep disturbances. Now, some people are like, okay, well, I have Gray's disease. How do I get it diagnosed? Um, what should I do to treat it? The, the main way besides symptoms you diagnose Gray's disease is by a blood test, kind of how you diagnose hyperthyroidism is your TSH. So your TSH is your thyroid stimulating hormone. So it gives you a level, normal range is 0.4 to 4.2. And anything above 0.4 
is um, abnormal and you can have hyperthyroidism. So they can also do an ultrasound to check your thyroid gland and then um, other imaging. Um, they're not so sure if like other imaging like um, MRIs or CT scans will help, but the main one is your the blood tests and your symptoms. Now you can treat Graves' disease by radioactive iodine therapy or antithyroid medications. Um, the main antithyroid medication that you can use for this is um, it's called tapazole. Um, it's T-A-P-A-Z-O-L-E. So what it does, it tells your thyroid gland to calm down. So right now when you're in hyperthyroidism, you're producing too much of the thyroid gland. So what this medication says is relax. You don't need this much. Slow it down. So then that helps your thyroid regulate itself. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then of course you can have surgery if it's like very severe cases where you're in like a storm, a thyroid storm, they can go in, especially if you have like a nodule on your um, thyroid, what, what they'll do is they'll go in, take it out, which is pretty much kill your thyroid altogether. And then you'll have to take a medication to help the, to stimulate the production of TSH. Um, but that's what we'll talk about next week in a little bit more in depth. Yeah. All right, Chris, what's going on with you in the rehab corner? Well, a qu couple questions for you. So um, can it potentially indicate a tumor? I know a lot of tumors can um, cause overproduction of things like uh, hypergonadism, hyper, uh, what, what do you call it, like agromegalia. Um, so can that cause, if you have a nodule, could that be cancerous potentially? Not necessarily. Okay. Most of them aren't cancerous. Mm. And then the, um, I can't remember from grad school that the hallmark sign was, uh, I think you mentioned bulging, bulging eyes. I, I see it as like a, like almost beady eyes. Like you can see the whites around the person's eye. Exothalamus. Yeah, it's like it's about to come up their head. <laughs> yeah, I had a roommate. That That's the way like I that. think about that. <laughs> cool. All right, cool. So in the rehab corner, you know, I've been obsessed with FAI hip impingements. Um, I've really been digging deep to the causes of it and what we can do to treat it that's non-surgical. Um, so quick reminder, FAI is uh, pain in the front of the hip, usually sort of blamed on a bony morphology, meaning like the, the neck of the femur has a bump on it or the, or the socket's kind of overgrown. And when you go to the flex or like squat, you get pain in the front of the hip. So that's what hip impingement generally is. Um, last week we talked about Skiffy as being a uh, example of something that may be causing it, that slip capable femoral epiphysis. Uh, one other thinking sort of theory behind this is laxity of the front side of the capsule of the hip. So let me back up. All joints have capsules, which is kind of like a leathery sack around the joint. And it's really kind of a blend of ligaments and tendons and connective tissue. And it forms a layer of stability for the joint. Uh, but if you do certain repetitive movements, you can make the capsule looser and sort of change the dynamics of the joint. So one of the things we're thinking is um, the front ligament, we tend to be sort of thinner on the front side than the back side in terms of capsules, like the shoulder. Uh, there's a hole in the front of the shoulder. Uh, the back side's much stiffer, sort of similar in the hip. The back side tends to be a little stiffer. Uh, but in the front of the joint of the hip, we have the Y ligament or the iliofemoral ligament. It's actually one of the stronger ligaments of the body. I think it's the biggest ligament of the body. Um, and it 
becomes stressed or strained with rotation, particularly external rotation of the hips, of, you know, making your femur turn outward. So if you do something repetitively outward and you continually uh, strain that ligament, it will start to stretch over time. Now ligaments, and again, remember this is kind of part of the capsule, they're not meant to be continually stretched. They're not contractile like a muscle. So once, I kind of like it, it's like a piece of duct tape holding bones together. So once there's like kind of overstretched, they kind of stay that way. So uh, sports like, well, everyone knows with hip impingement, hockey players tend to get it. Uh, and I, I kind of attribute that more to like the skiffy mechanism. Um, but there's a lot of dancers and gymnasts that get this too. And one thing they do a lot is the splits and they turn the leg out into external rotation and they go into these deep poses. Um, and we're thinking that this may be stressing that, that Y ligament in the capsule and creating an instability. Um, now that Y ligament, when you're standing, one of its roles is to keep the femoral head pressed into the socket. So it keeps the ball in the socket. Um, so if you overstrain that now, when you're standing, that ball can kind of slightly come out of the socket. And inside the socket, there's a soft tissue called labrum, and that's role, that's job is to um, to keep you know, add more stability and, and deepen the pocket. So if you get a the ball kind of rattling around in there a little bit, it starts to fray away at the labrum. So then you got this sort of uh, negative feedback loop where you've got instability in the front, and then the labrum starts to tear. Now this the labrum can't really do its job, and things just sort of uh, perpetually just get worse from there. Um, so I, I think this is one of the major reasons why we're seeing it in dancers and, and uh, ballet dancers and uh, gymnasts, I mean. So that's what I have for you. Oh, I should mention, too, that there are um, connective tissue issues like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, too. And that, that means that the connective tissue throughout the body tends to be lax. Uh, so anyone with this condition is at even more risk for developing this. Well... Chris, I'm thinking you're loving this hip segment that you got going on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like really passionate about it. I mean, so I play hockey and like half the guys I play with have this. So I'm like treating half of the guys on my team. <laughs> um, and I want to mention anyone out there that's listening and if you have a story about either thyroidism or any hip issues and you want to come on the podcast, just message us on Instagram. We would love to have you, love to hear how you found out your issue, what treatments you're doing, how are you going about your treatment, or if you have any questions, just send us a message and we'll be happy to help. Agreed. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, and we can talk solutions too down the road. So with that in mind, shall we? Oh, I've been drinking already. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, so what are you already drinking then? This week I am drinking, I'm back on my rosé kick, of course. It wasn't going to last that long. Um, I try to go back and forth between vodka, rosé, well, pretty much vodka and wine. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like last week I was trying to lose some weight and then I got frustrated, so I just stopped. Um, but there's this rosé that I am drinking right now. I, I guess I wouldn't say rosé, it's more like a Zinfandel type. No, you know, it's like a blend. Have you ever, like a blend of it? Yes. 
or is made like it's like a Zinfandel blend? Well, you don't mean a white Zin, but like a red Zin blend with red. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty good right now. Um, it is called. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. It's not a Zin. It's a um, Pinot Noir blend. But it's Soma. I'm probably saying the last <laughs> word wrong. Cutier. Um, oh, it's Sonoma, Sonoma Couture. Couture. Yes. Have yeah. you had that? Well, I've had the Chardonnay, which is the delicious. Chardonnay. Yeah. Sonoma Couture is a rosé. It's a Pinot Noir blend. Um, so Sonoma County 2019 is what I'm drinking right now. The price point is really nice. It's only $22.99. Um, you can get it at Total Wine. I mean, I get most of my stuff at Total Wine because it's just easy for me because I hit it up on the way home. Um, but I tell people they should try it. Won't hurt your wallet and you'll have fun with it. Awesome. Sounds delicious. I actually didn't know they made a rosé. Yes. Oh, I am drinking another Scout and Cellar wine. It's a 2017 called Middle Jane. It's a Zinfandel, Red Zin. I love Red Zin. It's pretty much my favorite. Uh, it's very fruity, kind of cherries and berries and all kinds of delicious stuff. Very fruity, very bold. Um, it is an organic wine. I've been on an organic wine kick because it seems to have uh, eliminated my wheeze that I had before. So I, I don't know what's in the non-organic stuff. What's that? I said, I think you just changed your air filters. No, I've been doing that like every six months or so. I know it's supposed to be more, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a season, but uh, ever since I started drinking. wine helped Well, I think it's removal of something. I saw fights. So I'm not sure what it is, but uh, my wheeze is gone. Or maybe I had COVID for a year. I don't know. <laughs> or that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's delicious. Um, yeah, check out Scout and Cellar Wines. I'll put uh, a link in the show notes if you want some organic wine. So, Perfect. are you ready? Are you ready for a riddle? I'm ready. Okay, instead of doing the three common sense questions, I'm going to ask you a riddle today. So it's a little more of a mind teaser. It might take you a little longer. Uh, and you're allowed to ask as many yes or no questions as you like. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, this is an oldie but a goodie. I like this one. A man lives on the 100th floor of an apartment building. On rainy days, he rides the elevator all the way up. However, on sunny days, he goes halfway and takes the stairs the rest of the way. Why? You want it again? Um, it's because his room is outside? Nope. So he lives on the hundredth floor of an apartment. On rainy days, he takes the elevator all the way up. On sunny days, he goes halfway and takes the stairs the rest of the way. Rest of the way are you to where? So yes, he goes up fifty floors and walks fifty flights. Yeah. You Ooh. said why? Yeah, why does he do that? I guess because he wants to. It's sunny. Get some vitamin D. Well, let's just say that the uh, staircase is inside, not outside. He's in Michigan, not Florida. <laughs> uh, see, that changes. Location is everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so on rainy days, he takes the elevator 
all the way up to the 100th floor. But on sunny days, he takes the elevator to 50 and then takes the stairs all the way up the rest. Yeah, so 50-50, yep. It's not for exercise. Is it because there's too many people? Nope. Let's assume the same number of people in the ele elevator every day. Is it because... Feel, feel free to ask as many yes or no questions as you want for hints. I know, you keep saying that, but I don't have any questions. Like, you're saying that he takes the elevator up all the way on rainy days. He lives on the 100th floor. Mm -hmm. And then he takes the elevator to floor 50 on sunny days. And then at floor 51, he starts walking up the stairs to floor 100. Yes. So don't worry about the numbers so much. The question is why? Why, why would someone do that? Well, exactly. let, let me I give you a hint. <laughs> let me give, a, give you a hint. What might he have on a rainy day that he doesn't have on a sunny day? Rain jacket, an umbrella? Yeah, so let's say umbrella. Would that change anything? No. I guess so he doesn't have to carry his umbrella up the stairs? Um, no. <laughs> see? <laughs> so he won't slip? No. Let's see if I can give you another hint here. Um, in the elevator, what kind of advantage would the umbrella give him so he can go to the 100th floor? In the elevator, what kind of what? Advantage. Would the um would the umbrella give him so he could make it to the hundredth floor? Is this a COVID one? Like he nope. doesn't have to touch the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're getting closer with the button idea. Oh, he doesn't have to stop on each floor. Not quite. You gotta think. What does the umbrella give him that he doesn't have when he's it's a sunny day? Cover. When it comes to the buttons. I don't know. So on rainy days, we know he has an umbrella with him. And that gives him some sort of advantage that has to do with the buttons in the elevator. I would just like to know if anybody else knows the answer to this question, because I think it's really <laughs> but. Um, If you had to reach for something that was out of your reach, say like a high cabinet or something, uh, what could you do? I just said you can push the buttons with the umbrella. I said that. Oh, okay. You did say that? Yeah, well, you, and you, you told said, me I was wrong. Because well, <laughs> you said it was COVID related, like he was like a germ freak. So That sounds like he's going to use the umbrella to push the buttons. <laughs> and okay. you're like, no, it's not COVID. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so that, that part's right. But so why, why does it make a difference if it's sunny or rainy? Because if it's sunny, he doesn't have the umbrella. Why would he need it? So why can't he just press the hundredth floor? I guess because they don't have a hundred floors. There's not a hundred. No, there's a hundred floors. Ninety-nine. There's hundred floors. 
But you have to get off on 99. Uh, no, that's not the answer. All right, so let's say he lives in 99. You're so close, Bree. You're so close. So Christina just walked in. I'm going to see if she even understands this. Sit down real quick. Say hey to the listeners. Hi. <laughs> okay, so this man, there's an old man. I don't even know if he's old or not, but there's a man that lives on the 100th floor of a building. On rainy days, he takes the elevator up to the 100th floor to get home. But on sunny days, he takes the elevator to the 50th floor, and then he walks the, up the rest of the way to his apartment. Okay. Why does he do that? To get exercise. I said that this doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell her what you already know. So we know he carries an umbrella on rainy days. Right. And he likes to push the buttons on rainy days with the umbrella. So why does he get off on the 50th floor on a sunny day and walk the rest of the way up? I never said he likes to push the buttons. He has to push the button with the umbrella. Is he in a wheelchair? No. How would he walk upstairs in a wheelchair? <laughs> That's what I was like. Well, maybe it's one of those stairs that has ramps to them. Not, not all 50 of them, no. <laughs> what advantage does the umbrella give him? The umbrella gives him an advantage to push the buttons. He uses it for like a cane? <laughs> Just to use it for a cane. No, because so on the rainy days, he gets to go all the way up to the 100th floor. On the sunny right, days, he has to walk it. Right. I, I don't know. You got me. I'm stumped. Yeah, this is stupid. What's the answer? <laughs> He's short. <laughs> he can't reach the 100th button, so he uses the umbrella. Is it, you know, elevator buttons are up high, the hundreds uh, the top one. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you were so close, Bree. So close. Because it, that doesn't explain why he gets off on the 50th floor and walk the rest of the way. Because you I'm, can ask somebody to push the fucking button. <laughs> like, that's dumb. Okay, let's just pretend oh, that, yeah. you know, he never has somebody in the elevator with him. Christina says she, if we want a dad joke, she has one. Let's do it. Let's hear it, Christina. Okay. Why did the bike fall over? Uh, dad wasn't paying attention to his little kid trying to ride it. <laughs> I don't we know. We never said nothing about the little kid being on the bike. <laughs> I know. It's just the first thing that popped in my head. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were dad. <laughs> because, because it was too tired. Oh, my God. That is super dad joke. I love it. <laughs> I go use that on my kids right I'm now. Done with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> Lord. All right. So let's talk about these restaurants. So tonight, Christina and I decided to go to a southern restaurant in Naples, Florida. So we booked a reservation on Open Table. Mm-hmm. And the name of the restaurant is called. Southern Style Kitchen and Cocktails is actually in Bayfront going down towards Fifth Avenue. So I've never been there before. I heard they have really good Bloody Marys, <laughs> but that's for brunch. So we will see what their dinner's like, see if they have any specials, any kind of, because we're both from South Carolina. So we know what good Southern food is. So we will give you a, either a thumbs up or a thumbs down on my rating next week. Uh, Bayfront's the one on Gullet Frank, right? Yeah. So have you, in a good look for yeah. So have you done the water taxi yet? 
No, we, Michael and I have not done the water. Oh my God. You should totally do that. You should go have some food or drinks there. And then, well, I, I don't know if it's running with COVID, but I think it is. You pay like seven or $8 and you hop on the boat right there, right by Bayside or Bayfront, whatever it's called. And it hops around like eight or nine different restaurants all within the bay. It goes to every restaurant on the stop every 45 minutes. So it's perfect. So you can go uh-huh. to, you go to a restaurant and then you have a, you know, a bite to eat or, or a drink. And then you hop on the next one and stay as long as you want. And it's just eight blocks the whole time. And it's really fun too. Cause you know, it's usually gonna be a crew of like eight people on the boat. And by the end of the night, you get to know everybody that's on the boat. It's really fun. That sounds cool. We'll yeah. have to try that out. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. My restaurant pick is the Black Eyed Pig. Is that what's called? Yeah, Black Eyed Pig over on Shirley. Uh, it is one of those kind of like hole-in-the-wall places. It's a barbecue joint. It's awesome, delicious, and they have fantastic wings. Mm. Have you been there? No. Yeah, that's good. But I like wings. Mm-hmm. All right, you got some good news for us? We are going to finish up this segment with the lovely good news of the week because it just makes my heart smile and I think it should make everyone else's heart smile too. So there are sweet people still left in this world. So this was actually from the Today Show. It's called The Doorbell Video Captures Moment Good Samaritan Returns Lost Wallet in Florida. So when I saw Florida, I was like, oh, of course I'm going to like check this out. So it was published actually on the 24th of February, 2021. Um, Apparently, you know, those ring video doorbells now, they catch everything. So if you're dumb enough to try to steal or (laughs) do anything (laughs) idiotic, most people can have you on camera. But this video from the ring camera shows a stranger dropping off a woman's wallet that she lost at the Walmart in Jacksonville. So I thought that was really sweet. Um, So the doorbell video goes viral for showing packages being stolen or critters running around and muck all around people's front porches, backyards. But Devil Crosby was checking out at Walmart in Jacksonville on Saturday when she realized she no longer had her wallet. It would turn out to later she had dropped it in the parking lot. So she drove around. She Well, she drove home and she wondered how she was going to get all this stuff replaced. She even had a military ID in her wallet. So all of a sudden, someone like at her doorbell, of course, rings the doorbell and the camera shows this man and the visitor was in fact who she now calls a guardian angel an unidentified man who was returning her wallet um he goes hey how are you doing i found your wallet at walmart the man said after a few minutes he said um i'll leave it near the amazon boxes and that's exactly where crosby found her wallet and all of her valuables inside um crosby is a science teacher science school teacher um, at, I think it's Julie Middle School, and couldn't believe someone would return her wallet. That makes me so sad that people don't think people actually do good yeah. deeds these days, but I'm glad that this man did. She goes, my God, this person went out of his way. I get there, and the wallet and amongst, with my credit cards and everything, were inside. Carson said she was 20 minutes away from the Walmart and couldn't believe the kindness of someone going out of, going above and beyond. Um, if he's watching this, she says she wants to thank him and for him to know that he made her so proud and she has three sons of her own and she would hope that one day they would do the exact same thing. So we don't know the man's name. I'm just very happy that he was really sweet, kind. When I have kids, if they don't act like this, I, I feel like I've done something wrong as a parent. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, it's good to know there's good people in the world still. Or maybe yeah. he just saw that military ID and it's like, I'm not messing with this lady. <laughs> or maybe he was just a good person. Like, I would do something. Now, I may not have drawn 20 minutes, but I might have put it in the mailbox. I have done that before where I found someone's um, ID, like somebody was drunk, lost their ID in the bar. We've picked it up and we've mailed it to the person because they have their address right there. I have a quick little story I want to tell you about me. Um, kind of crazy, a little bit stupid, but also um, a little bit of altruism. So I, uh, I used to, when I was living in Boston, I used to be a bartender and uh, I'd get out late, like two o'clock in the morning. So I get out this one night, it's a like winter night, freezing, and uh, I'm walking towards my car. I see the interior light is on. And I, as I cross the street and see, you know, I'll get in line with the, the, uh, my car, I see the, you know, the shotgun door is open and I see a leg sticking out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting robbed. Someone's robbing my car. So this is the stupid part. So I took my keys and I kind of laced them through my fingers and, I, you know, sort of like a, to make brass knuckles in a sense. And I ran up and I grabbed the guy by the collar and put the keys to his throat. I was like, what are you doing? Get out of my car. And so I stunned him and we got out. And then uh, luckily he wasn't aggressive. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, you know, I was like, why are you robbing me? And then I, we just started to talk <laughs> like normal people. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm homeless. I got to feed my kids, blah, blah, blah. And so he starts giving me like everything he found in my car back. There was actually this like funny moment where he hands me back my electric razor. And I was like, where'd you find that? I've been looking for that for months. He's like, oh, it was in your center console. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I felt a little compassionate at the time and um, I ended up giving him 40 bucks. I, I gave him my cell phone. I was like, listen, you, I want you to call me and tell me what's going on with your life in like two weeks from now. I want you to go find this and, you know, find a job, don't you know, get away from, I can't remember if he told me I was doing drugs or not. Um, but he actually did call me back like two weeks later and say, Hey, Chris, I'm doing much better. Thank you so much. So I don't know whatever happened to him from there, but I like to think I made a small impact on him. So I could have easily been murdered <laughs> that night, <laughs> but uh, lady luck was on my side, I guess. I said, I'm proud of you for trying to make an impact and I'm proud of that man for not beating your ass. <laughs> he was definitely much bigger than me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if my mother here has heard that story. So I know she she's listens. probably like my child. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a very true story, but uh, okay. I think that's a good note to end on. Um, I will say that the topic I talked about, the, capsular lap, laxity as it pertains to hip impingement. I did a blog post on it. In there is a um, kind of a quick way, a video, a quick way to assess yourself and a couple uh, exercises that might help. Uh, video quality is kind of garbage. I'm gonna update that eventually, so apologies. Just recorded in my garage and did it quick. <laughs> but I'll put a link to that blog in the show notes. And um, next week, I'm going to continue um, with our thyroid series and talk about hypothyroidism. And like I said, if anyone out there has ever experienced this and would like to come on the show or just ask me different questions on what they can and cannot do, please don't hesitate to message us. Um, we are on Instagram. It's popping bottles and um, well, underscore popping underscore bottles. And um, we I check it daily. It comes to my phone. And, sh you know, send us a message on content that you want to hear, want us to discuss. Let us know what's going on out there and which, what's on your mind. 
And I'm a total nerd when it comes to physical therapy. Any like orthopedic questions, please send them to us. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, you can send it in the Instagram. Um, any topics you want me to specifically sort of blog or podcast about, let me know. Well, Chris. Let's wrap it. This was, oh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> this is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. This is Poppin' Bottles. See you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>